Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm Michael Sindelar, Cropping Systems Extension Educator. For today's Crop Watch Podcast, we'll be talking about late season pests in corn, specifically insects. I'll be joined today by Dr. Robert Wright who is a specialist and professor at the University of Nebraska. So, Dr. Wright, what are our targeted pests in the late season for corn? What are we looking for when we're out in the field scouting? Well, historically or typically, the two issues we probably would see most commonly would be spider mites and grasshoppers. With the wet weather we've had in, in a lot of eastern Nebraska, I haven't heard a lot of reports of spider mites, although if it dries out in certain certain areas, that's always a potential to look for. Uh, I know we have grasshoppers in some areas. That's something to watch for as well, uh, particularly if the grassy borders start to dry down or if you mow the grassy borders that might drive grasshoppers into the crop. One thing we're seeing the last several years that we haven't seen as much in the past as we're seeing late season aphid populations in corn uh, post tasseling. And uh, I just got a call yesterday about that as well. So I know we're, we're seeing that in Eastern Nebraska more than we have in the past. So that's something else to watch for. So when you're dealing with the late season aphids, what are our control methods or what are our best practices for working through them? Well, there hasn't been a lot of research uh, in terms of potential economics or yield loss, so we don't have a good threshold. When I was visiting with somebody yesterday, uh, some of the questions I was asking him was, what stage is the corn? Uh, and are you seeing aphids in just spots, or was it pretty uniform across the field? Sometimes we have hot spots with the aphids, and it's only a few Individual plants may be heavily infested, but their neighbors aren't. In his case, he was saying the corn hadn't done it yet, and he had some fields that had heavy infestations that were pretty widespread. And in that case, I suggested he might want to treat, and uh, he was going to treat, I think, in that case. So it, it has to be a judgment call. I guess the other question I didn't ask him, but I assume we were talking about yellow dent corn, if it's food grade corn or some other higher value corn, you might want to pull the trigger earlier with higher value corns. So you definitely recommend scouting the field to understand how heavy the infestation is before you make a decision to treat or not to treat. Right, because in some cases it's just a scattered infestation, but there can be individual plants that are very heavily infested, but uh, their neighboring plants aren't infested versus the case where there's a widespread infestation that's more or less across a field. Obviously, you're not going to spot spray or just spray a field corner. So uh, before making a decision to treat the whole field, it's good to know where the aphids are in the field. So with grasshoppers, you said uh, they may become an issue after mowing or dry down. What are we looking at to make decisions off of that for grasshoppers? We have articles in, in CropWatch that have some general guidelines in terms of the grasshopper numbers on field borders and within the, the field in terms of the number of grasshoppers per square foot. 
might be an issue. I guess the other thing to watch for would be how much on corn, how much feeding are they doing? If they're heavily damaging leaves up to the ear leaf or getting close to the ear leaf, that certainly would be concerning. And again, uh, whether where that is distributed in the field, if it's just on the field edges, extreme edges, they may not be worth spraying the whole field for that, but uh, might be worth spraying the field border if there are still if there are still grasshoppers in the field border, you could spray that area. So with the year that we had, there were a lot of late planted cornfields. How does the late maturing corn affect these decisions or how to go about to treat or control these pests late in the season? Well, the one issue is any of the adult stages of these insects will fly around, particularly grasshoppers uh, and aphids, and they can be attracted to late maturing crops. And so they may uh, move into late maturing corn that's still green while the rest of the, the fields are turning brown. And so they can concentrate in the late maturing fields. The other thing we haven't talked about are rootworm beetles. And uh, if you have late silking fields in an area and the other corn fields have brown silk, rootworm beetles will fly around locally and concentrate in the, the latest maturing corn and lay their eggs there. And that's something to be concerned about next year if you plan to plant that field in back into corn and it was late maturing and had a lot of rootworm beetles in the field, there may be a heavier population of rootworms next year than you would have had with a normal planting date. So it'd be safe to say that uh, scouting late maturing corn, it, it would be a positive, that it re requires more scouting than your other crops that are maturing more normal. Right. And with the case of rootworms, that's what we do in our research plots. We, we plant late maturing corn to try to concentrate the rootworm beetles and lay eggs in an area where we want to do research next year and we want to have high populations. Uh, most growers don't want to have high populations and that's something you need to watch for. Uh, and if you do, you're going to be planting that field back into corn. You definitely want to have some uh, control efforts planned either uh, BT corn that's active against rootworms, uh, possibly a planting time insecticide as well if there were a lot of beetles in the field. So in these heavy infested fields that were possibly heavy infested fields, uh, for controlling them, what strategies do farmers want to use to try to reduce resistance or work through partial resistance or tolerance? Well, part of it is, is knowing what's going on in your area are your BT corn hybrids working well in your fields? Have you had uh, failures in the past? That might be an indication you have resistance in your area. We don't have resistance statewide, but there are pockets that have resistance. There are other areas where the rootworms are still susceptible to the BT protein, so it, we can't make a blanket recommendation statewide. There's also the other option. I know some people might not lock, like it to rotate, right? Well, the, yeah, the, the other option is if uh, you have several cornfields and some of them were planted late this year and you notice a lot of rootworm beetles, if you are going to rotate some, those would be the fields to target for rotation as they're the most likely to have rootworm problems next year. We talked about corn. What are we looking for in late season pests for soybeans? 
Well, there's several, again, uh, grasshoppers would be an issue uh, potentially. Uh, there are several beetles that will feed in in corn and in soybeans, bean leaf beetles, but also rootworm beetles uh, may move into soybeans, both in pastures. In some some cases, we've seen either northern or western corn rootworms or southern corn rootworms in high numbers late in the season in, in late maturing soybeans because that's the only green thing left for them to feed on. Uh, so. In that case, we have defoliation thresholds for soybeans. If any insects, the combination of insects is causing 20% defoliation in reproductive stage soybeans, that would be a treatable level. We also are seeing in our light trap at Clay Center, there's a fair number of moths that are active. Some woolly bear caterpillar moths are active right now and may be laying eggs in soybeans. And any of the moths that might uh, lay eggs in soybeans, green clover worms, we've had fair numbers recently. They're going to be more attractive to later maturing soybeans that are still green and possibly flowering than other soybeans where the leaves are starting to turn yellow. So particularly scout those fields for insect activity. Uh, they're uh, both corn and soybeans we can think of as being an insect magnet if they're late maturing they're going to be very attractive to what other insects are around. So you'll definitely say one of your take-home messages today is to scout late maturing fields whether they're corn or soybeans to understand what may be coming next year to plan for that. Right and then also be aware that Many, at least the adult stage of these insects can move around and they will move from field to field, particularly as the earlier planted uh, crops are beginning to dry down or turn color and reach maturity. And they, they would prefer to feed on nice lush green crops rather than crops that are turning yellow or, or turning brown. So with the unfortunate events that have happened across the state and hell damage moving in, how would you change your recommendations for fields that may have experienced hail damage? Well, we don't have a good quantitative way to talk about that, but in general, if the yield potential is reduced, it's going to be less profitable to treat, or you're going to be able to save less yield by treating a, a hail damage crop, so it's going to be less likely uh, to benefit from an insecticide treatment because of that. Their insects are not particularly, at least the pest insects are not particularly attracted to hail damage crops. So there's no special issue there. Again, if they dry down or start dying off early, they would be less attractive than maybe fields that aren't hail damaged. Well, thank you for joining me today, Dr. Wright. Hopefully you have a good growing season. Okay, thank you, you too.